And then that's what, what I got hooked on is like buying the next property until I had too many properties. And I was like, I can't do this all by myself. <laughs> I was pulling my hair out. And you did. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got no hair anymore. Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we explore ways to achieve those two goals. And we invite people on to help us who have already achieved those two goals. <laughs> and that's why I'm really psyched today. We have Oliver Fernandez. He is a business owner and a real estate investor. He has successfully completed over $80 million worth of construction projects which is not that easy right now with all the mess going on. And he's accumulated a real estate investment portfolio valued at over $150 million in only nine years. Wow. Oliver, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, super excited to be here with you as well. So nine years. So does that mean, I mean, I don't know how young you are, but does that <laughs> did you like get right on this as soon as you sort of got out of high school or what's your, how did you get find, discover this? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I, I watched my dad, he owned a construction business. And then I also watched my uncle. He was mainly focused on real estate and um, they, they both were, you know, entrepreneurial in their own, own right, but they both took totally different paths. Right. And um, my dad was, you know, making a lot more money with the construction stuff, but it's really volatile. And, um, you know, he made some missteps with, with his finances and he ended up going bankrupt. While I also watched my uncle, you know, build this portfolio and it wasn't like big properties that I'm doing now. It was like, you know, a single family here, a duplex here, a triplex there. And, and he just accumulated these assets. And unfortunately, I got a call when I was like 10 years old and they let me know that he passed away and he had a two year old son at the time. Oh and I've watched that same exact real estate take care of his son and take care of his family over the last 20 years. And I was like, man, I want to be in real estate. I don't want this craziness of construction. And then it turns out I'm in construction and real estate. So it's <laughs> you do involve. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> but construction, I, I my, mean, I couldn't get rid of totally rid of my crazy. Right. <laughs> it's in your blood somehow. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I'm just experiencing this from my own that during, since COVID, it just seems like, like not just material costs, but labor costs, like everything has just gone like nuts. Has, has that been an impact for you as well? Is it's just more in the retail market? Oh, 100%. I mean, from a standpoint of finding products and materials, it's like, it's a disaster. I mean, everything is, is, uh, is, is six to eight months out. I mean, when you're trying to run a business, it's like, oh, I needed that revenue like right now, but now right. you're telling me I can't even start this job until next year. And it's like, oh my God. But like, that's why you got to have so like so many little things going on. And I'm so glad we hit some of these, some of these other projects that are, are maybe more civil driven or more paint driven where we can actually get those products right here, right now. And then start installing on them until these bigger projects uh, or, or what some people would call whale projects get off the ground. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm excited about that. But and then at the same time, from a personnel standpoint, that's been really difficult as well especially finding like subcontractors that are willing to pay attention to your job. So like you can get people to sign up for anything, but like, right. are they going to really pay attention to your job? Are they going to man the project properly? Because, and a lot of times I'm finding that they're not because they got so many other projects going on. Yeah. 
So we've really had to take a step back and look at how we're pricing things because we need to be able to pay a subcontractor. I don't, I don't care what, what we used to be able to pay. I'm like, I need to understand right now what's going to capture that person's attention right. so that we can get them on this project, keep them on the project. And, and at the end of the day, they, they have a reward that's big enough to get them excited. Yeah. And that's what it is. You're really you're competing for talent for sure. And I'm looking at, I mean, I had guys that might work in at my house is just like a small, you know, residential project who I thought were, you know, a little bit overpriced at 30 bucks an hour. And they're like, oh, we, you know, we just got hired in Boston for 55 bucks an hour and we don't even have to, you know, that's like salary. I'm like, oh my God, you know, like I, <laughs> I was having trouble paying you 30. Now you're somebody else. If I wanted you, right, I'd have to pay you even more because they're getting benefits and stuff. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I, I I love paying paying the the amount that the good people want because the cost that you end up paying when you're dealing with delays and people not showing up and the aggravation and you got our our name and our reputations on the line. Like I'd rather pay you twenty dollars an hour more and make sure that my reputation is intact than to than to have someone that says they're going to be there on Monday doesn't show up until Friday and they show up at 12 o'clock and, 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 and my reputation tarnished. Yeah. Not just that you've got, that's, that creates this huge domino effect, right? So you've got like, okay, <laughs> so now this guy didn't show up. So now the plumber can't do his thing and the electrician can't do his thing. And you know, everybody's now, and they're pissed at you, right? Because you, well, dude, why didn't you, you told me you needed me on Tuesday. Well, I would have, if this idiot showed up on Monday, right? Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to pay either way. Like you said, you're going to either pay on Monday, pay the guy what he wants, or you're going to end up paying because people are going to pay in an aggravation because you're going to have to rejuggle everything and reshuffle everything and reschedule everything. Exactly. So I, I totally agree with that. So were you, did you feel like you were ready? Did you do, is this your first thing? Did you do other jobs or did you just do this right away? So I started working at Skanska, um, which is a big construction company yeah. and I just had too many things going on in my life personally um, to really be successful there. Um, you know, growing up, I want my, my whole goal, my whole being was to take care of my mom and my three sisters. And I remember getting, you know, like teachers telling my mom that Oliver's not paying attention. Oliver's not focused. Well, I was broke and I wasn't focused on the things that they wanted me to be focused on. I was focused on how can I create something? Or how can I do something to like be able to take care of my mom and my three sisters? Yeah. And I, that was like everything that I wanted to do. So when I first got hired out of college, I was trying to be like everybody else and get a job out of college. And I was able to land one. There was some of the smartest kids in my class weren't, but then I got into it and I was like, Oh my God, this is after paying my, my student loans, after paying for my living expenses, there was no money to send back home to my mom and my three sisters. So right there, I was already out of line. Uh, so what I did is I, I ended up going in and getting like a, a master's degree and like trying to figure out like real estate, you know, and like there was this course that like attracted me to it. And, and looking back, I just wanted to be great. The reason why I went and did this, even got my undergraduate degree is because I wanted the knowledge. I was craving for the knowledge. And I didn't realize that there's so much knowledge in books. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, and I just <laughs> like, so I was going and getting all these degrees, but like this, the, the school, the, the degrees were basically telling me to read these books. So then I just got hooked on reading books. And that that's what really, um, not just reading books, but then taking action 
And I actually, I needed to make that plural. It's actions. You can't just take one action thing. You got to have multiple actions in place to, to be successful. So then I started taking actions on some of these books because I was reading it and it's the same stuff over and over and over again. I'm like, Oliver, I already know this. Just take actions now. Yeah. So we bought our, our first property. It was, um, it was a single family home that we, uh, we, we lived upstairs. And this is when I say we, it was my mom, my, my mom actually had passed away at this time, but it was me and my three sisters. And we lived upstairs and we rented out the basement. And we weren't, we weren't actually living there full time. We were like, we would go there and just, we had like all of our stuff from like, you know, grade school there. And um, that tenant left and they broke their lease and we had to pay that bill, all, pay all the bills through the, that winter and plow, pay all the plowing and pay all the power and everything. And I was like, there's got to be a better way for me to get tenants into my place and have them paying even when, even when one of them, when one tenant leaves. So then I was like, oh, let me get a duplex. So I, I came down here to DC and I started buying these row homes here in DC and they allowed you to, um, allowed you to, to make multiple units out of it. So we, we, we made the basement first floor a unit and then the second floor, the third floor unit. And when I say they allowed us to do that, I mean, we also had to dig out the basement and blow up the top. So this was like pretty extensive construction yeah. that we did there. And it, it was cool from the standpoint of like, now we had like two people paying us. We weren't trying to live there and all that stuff. And, and it wasn't just two people. We also like rented out the room. So it was like, it was, it was, two, three bedrooms. So it was like three, three girls on the, in the, on the lower level. And there was three guys on the upper level. And, you know, they were, they were making the payments and it was like, okay, this is, uh, we're starting to see the power of it. And then we, we had an opportunity to refinance that property. And like, we were, I was like 26 years old at the time and pulled out half a million dollars of refinance proceeds. And I was like, wow, this is what we need to focus on. This is, this is, this is what, the super successful real estate investors are doing. They're buying properties, adding value, refinancing them, and then taking those proceeds not to go on vacation, not to go hang out with your friends, and not to uh, you know play games, but like to, to then go buy the next property and, and then buy the next property and the next property. And then that's what, what I got hooked on is like buying the next property until I had too many properties and I was like, I can't do this all by myself. I was pulling my hair out. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I got no hair anymore from these guys. So, I mean, so what you're doing is kind of like a house hack, you know, that's, and that's sort of what I think is almost like an entry level kind of a kind of thing. How did you then scale up to this huge, I mean, how did you, yeah, that's a big scale, what you're talking about. How did you make that jump? So how did I make the jump? Um, I went from you know, the single family, I, I, I started to see the power in someone paying the rent at the single family. So I, I was all in at that point. I knew that there was something there. Um, and you just got to put yourself in play. So I was, I came down to DC. I started renovating our property here in DC. I was in the back alley of this property and I would, you know, just bringing out the trash because like the, the people that I was hiring at the time, they would, they would come, they would work, but they were pigs they would leave everything everywhere the trash would be here they would they saw stuff just drop it they would never clean it up and for me I liked the clean job site it just was like it was pride it was like a passion for the game right yeah so I want when people come see my project I want I want it to be clean so I would go in there in the morning early in the morning clean everything up 
and, and bring it out to the trash. And one day I met this guy in the alleyway and he was like 92 years old at the time. And, um, you know, he, he kind of was a little skeptical at first and he was like, Hey, what's going on? And uh, we, we ended up making a conversation. I was like, yeah, I'm renovating this property right down the street. And he's like, can I see it? So I brought him in here and, and, um, he had been in the neighborhood for 20 years and he'd seen all of the destruction in the neighborhood, all the, the drugs, the, the prostitution, all of the negative things were happening in the neighborhood. And now he came in to see what I was doing in the neighborhood. And he was like, he couldn't believe that a kid like me was doing this. He's like, you did all this. I was like, yeah. And I showed him upstairs. And next thing you know, we ended up trading uh, uh, phone numbers. And I remember just like literally just calling this guy. And I was living in, in, in um, Gaithersburg, Maryland with my sister at the time. And it was a, like an hour drive, depending on like when you left, depending on traffic. And I would literally set the phone in the, um, the cup holder and I would let this guy talk. He was an old World War II veteran and he would just talk and talk and talk and talk. And like he, I couldn't even get a word in, so I just set the phone there and he would just talk. And he also had a interesting family situation where he had a, uh, his wife ended up leaving him for his brothers. So you can imagine the story that he was telling me. Um, but it turns out that this guy, he owned two properties down the street. And he ended up financing me those two properties for $20,000 down. Wow. And that was a million dollars worth of real estate that we bought. And that was our first foot in the, in the game in terms of doing like duplexes and triplexes and stuff. And, um, so like I was saying, it's like, just, you got to take the actions. I was here doing this property and renovating it. And the guy saw me and by chance he had two properties and, and I didn't put that together. Like something in the, the universe put that together, but I was there and ready to seize the opportunity. And that's the key right there. You, you kind of like floated out there what you wanted and then he just said, I'm leaving this up to the universe. And then, you know, delivered it to you in a back alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was dirty. It was grimy. It definitely wasn't on a silver platter, but, um, <laughs> cause I mean the, the houses that I, he wanted to finance me. I mean, these were like crazy disgusting. Um, let me, let me just kind of give you a couple of examples. So the way he was showering in this house is he had like a, a three quarter inch water copper wine going, going from the front of the house to the back of the house, <laughs> he cut in a hose bib and literally it was, this was not hot water. This was cold water. He literally turned on the hose bed and he had like a little pit that was, that was broken out of the concrete in the basement. And he would literally turn on the, on the shower and the water would rush off his body and go into this pit into the basement. So like you can, these houses were disgusting. You wouldn't even want an animal or anything living in these properties. You know, they were like horrible. Yeah. Um, so when we took them over, they, they needed a ton of work. Yeah. And is that when you started to kind of build your team and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it was, it was tough though. Cause like, you know, like, yeah, there was money in those deals, but like there, there wasn't money in those deals, you know, like there wasn't, there wasn't money to have a, a team of 10 people, right. Or a team of 20 people, but we're the stuff that we're buying now, a hundred plus unit deals that are, um, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, there's a deal we just closed last month was $80 million. Like we can have a team on that, like a good team. You know, not like a, the team that you're trying to like, like scab together there. You know, this yeah, is like exactly. a solid team and like everybody focuses on what they're really good at. What we're really good at is construction, adding value, going in and, 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 and streamlining that construction process. Um, everybody focuses on what they're good at. And we 
go do big things together. And, 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 you know, being around people that can, can help elevate your mindset. Like when I was doing those, those single family and duplexes, it was always one person, me, maybe my wife occasionally. Um, and she helped out a lot on stuff too, like in terms of getting the tenants in there, but like, it was always one or two people working on 10 problems. Now we have 10 people and we're working on one problem. Yeah. And I mean, we got, we still have problems. The problems don't go away, but you just have the firepower and the capacity to go after the, the problem and, and address it and attack it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes though, people, when they get in that situation, right, where they, that it's hard for them to transition. It's hard for them to go, to let go and just say, Hey, this person might be better at this than me. Right. So you get that, like people can't scale because they can't let go. And like, allow 10 people to work on that one problem. I can do this better. You know, how did you, was that instinctual or how did you do that? That was definitely <laughs> not essential. I'm still going through that today. I mean, I got like, I, 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 for me to have my life where it's at right now, I had to take control. I had to increase my responsibility. I had, there was, no, there's no possible way that I would just unintentionally land here. Yeah. Like, Everything that's happened in my life was extremely intentional. I had to take control. I had to take responsibility. So for me to let go of control and responsibility and like let somebody else take the rock and run is extremely, that doesn't happen easily. Like you have to show and show me like extreme confidence, extreme um, ability to execute, extremely clear thinking. Like that's not something that I let go off easily. But I know for, for, for me to get to the next level, for my organization to get to the next level, for us as a, as a unit to get to the next level, it's a necessity. I have to look up. So thinking about that holistically, zooming out, I just need to find the people that are clear thinkers, that are that do have the confidence to, to execute on things, that can execute on things, that have the know-how to execute on those things. Add those people to my team and then, yeah, I'm totally good with giving up the responsibility. And, and now having them manage that, that responsibility and, and, and duplicating those successful actions with other team members underneath. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's what happens when you, if you can do it once well and choose the right people, then you say, oh, wow, you know, it's fun being collaborating with these people. It's powerful. I can see how much better result we're getting. Right. But I think that's a problem. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have is, you know, to, to be able to scale is you really have to let go. Yeah. And that's yeah, no, 100%. I was actually just thinking through this the other day. Um, and you hit it on the head 100%. What most people do, and this is what I did in the very beginning too, is you go out there into the, into the marketplace and you hire someone and like, you're, you're, you're almost like trying to make it work. Instead of finding someone that's, that you know can, can do the ex- activities. So you, one thing you got to do is you got to ask the hard questions you have to ask the hard questions. If not, you're going to get stuck with someone that doesn't know what they're doing. They say they know what they're doing. They say they can do this. They say they can do that. They, they say they can execute, but they can't. They come into your organization. They don't execute. They things fall that supposed to take off your plate. The, the, the mess that they're supposed to help keep organized. Now they're actually making it worse. They're making, they're adding more to your plate. Right. So, and then all of a sudden this is your first hire. And now all of a sudden your confidence is like, there's no good people out there. Like you're just, you're totally, you're, you're, you're just, your belief is at a zero out of 10. Or you go out there and you do it the right way. You have the lead flow of people coming in that are, are good. Like, and so that allows you to make the selection like, oh, I don't like this person. I don't like this person. This person can't do it. 
but this person here, they have the talent to help get to the next level. Um, so then you make a strategic hire and then that hire comes in and they actually do everything that they said they're going to do. They, they actually know how to do it and they come in and they actually add value. And then all of a sudden your belief goes higher. It's like, who is the next person I can hire to come in and execute on, on the next things and the next things and the next things. So it's, it's 100% a belief game. And if, if you make that misstep, it messes with your belief and you got to do everything in your, in your, in your power to overcome that, to go to the next, to, to, to find that next person, because you, if you don't, you're going to get stuck. The other thing I, I see, and tell me, did you ever, during this process, did you ever sort of s- struggle with like a scarcity mindset? 100%, 100%. I mean, I mean, and like even taking a step back, right? The reason why we we have that scarcity mindset is our mind is trying to protect us. Our right. mind doesn't want us to get hurt, right? Our mind doesn't want want to want want us to walk up that hill day after day after day. Like it, the, the, our mind wants us to be safe. Yeah. And now that we know that and we understand that, we have that's why you have to be intentional to go up the hill. Exactly. Because what I see a lot is like, you know, somebody put something on one of our little networking websites that says something like, I need a fantastic social media person to handle my entire like personality and profile and all my marketing. And I'd like to pay him $5 an hour. And you're like, because right, I'm afraid that I don't have the money to pay the person what they're worth and to get the the right person. So you end up with some flunky, right? Just like what you're saying, you end up with some flunky and you're like, oh, uh, everyone sucks. Nobody's good. You can't get good people, right? No, not for five bucks an hour. You know, I want someone who'll work for nothing and grow with the company. Like, no. <laughs> totally, totally, totally agree with you. Um, you know, high performers want to make, want, want to be successful. I love when people come to me and say, Oliver, I want to make a hundred thousand. I want to make 200,000. I want to make two. I, I love when people, cause I know that now that person has the fire and like, there's a, there's a little caveat to that, right? Like there's, there's talkers out there that say that they want to make the big money, but, and then they don't have the action to follow it up. But I love the people that come in and say they want to make the big money. And then they're willing to put the energy and effort behind it. Cause if that's the case, we're going to do something big together. We're going to do something big together because that those are the ingredients that, that we need to, to actually go do something big. Like, if someone that, that doesn't value themselves, like they're not going to value your business. So if someone comes in and says, oh yeah, I'm good to work five bucks an hour. You already know that person doesn't value themselves. Right. They're, they're not going to do whatever it takes when things get hard and when things aren't going our way, which is going to happen. We already know what's going to happen. It's, it's, there's never, nothing has ever been easy. And in the moment I think it's easy, that's exactly when I get that paddle come right from my butt. <laughs> you know? Well, but yeah. it's funny because some things are easy. Um, you know, you did without realizing it, you did the groundwork, but then you just walked it out with the trash and you ended up with two properties. Right. So that was like easy, but then of course, then you had to do the work to fix them up and slog through that experience. But right. Right. And even the, even be able to to throw out the idea of owner financing, you know, Um, you know, even to have that knowledge to, to do that. And it was, it was something that I'd read about and like, I had the information there, but it wasn't until, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine in Maine and he, he had done this exact same thing. He, he bought this property uh, for like a couple, 200 grand. He owner financed it. 
I was actually just talking the other day. He's now telling me the property is 700 grand. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Nice. Um, but I, I used that. He, he reminded me about that strategy. And I was like, dude, I need to use this here with this guy. And he, the guy said, yes. You know? <laughs> and I feel like that, like you can do that at a certain point because you begin to have the self-confidence. Did you, did that just happen or did you do, were you intentionally like, I need to get more self-confidence. I need to be able to have the, you know, cojones to go ahead and, you know, make these kind of offers to people and not be like, oh, you wouldn't want to do owner financing, would you, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a really, really interesting thought. And like, now that I'm in the space that I'm in now, I know the confidence is everything, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, 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 it's like the cherry on top of the, the, the ice cream sundae. And we, we just got back from Maine. So like <laughs> my, my wife loves the cherries on top of those things. So like, but like confidence is everything in, in, when it comes to like business and doing deals and like all that. So, so I know that now, but in the beginning I had no, I was so confused about all of that stuff. I didn't realize how important confidence was. And that's why I was reading, reading and reading and reading and reading. And it didn't, I didn't take action. The only time I took action is when I was reading and reading and reading. And then I heard my friend tell me about a story and that story impacted me so much. It slapped me across the face. I was like, here's the moment, here's the moment. And then I, I just had to put out that offer and then the offer was accepted. Right. Um, but confidence is, is a, is a, is a massive game. And, and, and the only reason I even had confidence to put out that offer and the know how to do it is because I had already done, done, that single family and that I had already done the, the renovation project here. So I, my confidence wasn't like, I, I wasn't like, I just came in to real estate and was trying to do it. Like I, I already, I knew that I could execute on. I just needed the, the opportunity. Yeah. So you didn't go like from zero to a hundred. You, you were, you were taking your steps. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's always steps behind it. Even if, even if the storyline is like hero to uh, zero to hero, but like, there's always incremental steps, you know? And like, yeah. A lot, and you know, some a lot of times that growth process is 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 exponential. I remember, I remember when we were first doing our first like um, our first government projects, and we had landed like five million dollars worth of work. And honestly, I had a mentor that, and I've always had mentors in my life. I had a mentor that had done government projects before, and he had told me that he would help me get. Uh, execute on the projects, but I would have to go find the clients because he wasn't giving me any of his. And that was all I needed to know. So I had, he told, he said, if I find the clients and go get the clients and get in front of them and, and make the thing happen, he would help me execute on it. So I went and we got $5 million worth of work. And, 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 and he was an old school guy. He, he doesn't really even use a computer. <laughs> so now all of a sudden we got all this work and there's like all these responsibilities and they safety plans they want all this stuff and I'm like oh my god like I had no idea how to do it I didn't even like I had no clue how to do any of that stuff and I remember just being like dude we're gonna be in big trouble because you can't even start these government projects unless you have a safety plan submitted I, I don't know how I ended up getting to this point but I, I ended up getting on the zip recruiter and I, I found that they had a tool where you could like do some searches so I started searching for these specific keywords and i found this one guy and he was he was crazy as a he was crazy as a bed bug <laughs> but uh he was he was uh dude he got me those safety plans he, he he got me those safety plans and we submitted them and we got them improved and like 
that year we ended up doing that $5 million worth of work and getting all, getting it all done. And I was like, Holy cow, that process was so painful, but like we grew so much that year. So like there was a step-by-step process, but the, the growth was like transformation, like transformational. And it was super painful to go through it so fast, but you know, we, we hadn't looked back since. That's fantastic. See, and that's, and that's what can happen. Another person might've walked away from that and said, Oh man, I can't handle this. Right. Did you ever think that's, about doing that? That's what I, exactly what I would tell myself. You asked for this big boy. <laughs> you asked for this big boy. You know, I still tell it to myself now, like the stuff that we're working on now, it's like, holy cow. If we get all of this stuff, it's going to be like, you asked for a big boy, now go and do it. But I'm, I'm all in. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. The team members are willing to do whatever it takes. And, um, I'm using those, 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 those victories and the, the thought process and the, and the, the stories of, of the, the previous stories of, of the successes to, to continue to fuel not only myself, but the team through those challenges so that we can now go do something bigger together. Excellent. It's exciting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that, the, the cool thing about it all is like, you don't, rem- you don't even remember all the pain. You just, re- you, you remember like, the 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 happiness of like the person you are now you know like i think back about like 10 years ago like where i was at and like i think where i'm at now like i'm happy now but like i I, so there's still way more to go but like i'm just like man i'm so glad i made those decisions i'm so glad that i i stuck it through i'm so glad i don't remember the pain it's kind of like we just had another baby it's like you totally forget how crappy it is when you're getting woken up two or three times a night, how crappy it is that constantly be walking around with bottles in your hand and like puke everywhere. And you know, it's like, <laughs> you, you totally forget about it. You forget about it. Yep. It's a good thing. Cause it only ever be one kid in every household. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> when you're going through it, it's so painful. Right. But once you get to the other side, you're like, Oh, I love seeing my daughter every day. I love seeing my son every day. See what I made. <laughs> it's like construction, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So now, like, what? What's fun for you right now? What's what's like? What's a typical day like? It's, it doesn't like for me. I'm all in. So like, um, and I we're like we're we want to grow. We want to expand. We want to prosper. Like, um, so it's not like. I'm like, okay, made money. And then like, I'm on a, a yacht or something or like traveling the world. Right. I'm, I'm all in. Like I'm, I show up every day. Um, you know, I I'm here, I'm present and I have to be like, like, I'm never going to be able to attract high performing team members. If I'm like, yeah, you know, go do all this stuff. And like, I'll see you later, dude. I'm going to Mexico for four, four months. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I'm all in. Like I, I, I want to, I want, I find so much pleasure in helping my team members hit their goals. Like that is like fueled me the like in a like in a way that I, I never thought that I, I that that would have fueled me, you know? Um and I can't I can't really do that if I'm just like in a different space. So I, I have to be intentional about what I'm doing and I, I'm I'm showing up. I'm here. I'm present. Like we're 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 getting projects, we're executing on projects and we're we're building the team. Yeah. And you've used that word a lot, intentional. So do you have like what, you know, you sat down and said, this is my why, this is why I'm doing this. This is what I want. You've got your goals all lined up. Is that accurate? Well, 
and you know like it's you know it's it's definitely changed over the years you know in the beginning it was like i gotta take care of my mom and my sister i gotta take care of my mom like it was everything that i thought about you know that's why i put so much time and energy and effort into it but then like once they're taken care of and then you're taking care of it's like if you don't have that next why right you're just going to be like stagnant you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to be willing to go through the pain and the, the, the sacrifice to go to the next level. So like the people that I care about and the people that uh, I want to help get to the next level has to increase for me to have that. Why continue to be burning and red hot, you know? Right, right. Um, and I, I'm totally game for it. I love it. I'm excited about that. Like, you know, I love giving back. Like we've, we've done it over six figures to, uh, um, a charity here in DC that, that works with after school programs for kids. I mean, those are the exact same programs that I remember my mom working with, with us on and kept keeping us out of trouble and making sure we could read and write and making sure we, we understood, understood, understood things, those after school programs. So like the, the people that I'm responsible for, it has increased to keep me in the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and that's what keeps it fresh. You see, you hear that a lot, like people achieve their goal and they've got that. Now what? Now what? Now, now I feel let down. Is this all there is, you know, right? <laughs> I've had that feeling. I remember, I remember it's clear as day in 2018. I was literally sitting in our brand new renovated property. Uh, it was home. I would say property, but our home. And I was like, I was like, I, I, here I was, I was like 28 years old. I built the house of my dreams which I thought at the time it was right. Um, and, and then like, you know, like we were, we were doing really good with the business, but like, I was lonely. I didn't have, I, I didn't have the team that I have now, you know, I, I didn't have the, the relationships that I have now. And I, now I realize that that's what life is really about is having those relationships. Like when I, when we, when we crush gold, it's like, it's cool. Like to, to see the excitement in my team members face, like, dude, we did it. We hit that job, but we did you know, it's like, I, I get, I get fueled up from that. Yeah. So like, I, I promised myself at that point, I would never, ever be, get satisfied by hitting a goal, you know, or, or, or allow, allow me to actually fulfill the dream. So like the, the dream is always going to just continue to get bigger, right? Like I, I'll set a target out there, but like, as soon as we get close to it or, or, or about to hit it, like the target's getting bigger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So instead of saying, is this all there is? You're like, cool. What's next? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's we had gotten the business to $10 million. I had this, like all those things I had hit, like I'd never, ever in my wildest dreams thought I would get to that. And now all of a sudden I hit it and it was like, what's next? And I wasn't, I didn't have the understanding that I needed to reset the target. And if I would have, I would have never have gone through that, 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 that depression feeling that, that sadness feeling. It's like, I have everything that I ever dreamed of and I'm sad. Like what's going on? Exactly. It's so true. And people don't understand it. Like I thought the money was going to make me happy. No, it's the pursuit. It's the chase, right? It's the fun of like the excitement of the game, you know? (laughs) That's why I'm showing up every day. Like, you know, and I I see that my mentors that I look up to, I see them showing up every day. You know, like I I said to them, I'm like, Holy cow, man. I, you know, a lot of people will see you and they're like, they just see the, the, the this image, but they don't see you here pressing every single, and they're doing Saturdays, Sundays, this and that, nights, weekends, it, what doesn't matter. And, and uh, like, that's inspired me. Like I got it. It's Oliver, do you want to be on a beach or do you want to be all in? And I want to be all in because I want to hit my goals and my targets. And I want the team members to hit their goals and their targets. Right. Exactly. And that, 
I think, you know, you hear people say, well, what that, what's that person doing working every day? They don't need the money. Like, cause they get it. <laughs> the money is just, a, it's just energy. It's just a tool. Yeah. Not, it, that's not the end. That's just, you know, it's just a way to keep score or a way to kind of keep track of what you've been doing. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with you. Awesome. So we ha- you have two children now? I have two kids. I have a daughter who's two and a half and then I have a, a son who's uh, six months. Wow. And um, honestly, like, I, like they've changed my life so much. It's so crazy. It's like, there's so much, um, there's life has gotten way crazier, but there's so much more love in my life. And like, just like, just, just seeing that that little person grow up and like, do get better and do different things. Um, I was even, so when we were in Maine, right. Uh, there was a pool there and in the beginning of the trip, I was bringing her in the water and she was like, kind of like, little nervous, a little scared, but by the end of the trip, she was like jumping in the water, her head would go underneath and like, she would, she'd come up and she'd look at me and like, uh, be a little nervous. And then by the end of the week, she was going underneath the water on her own and just seeing that pride and excitement and joy inside of her, like no one can ever take that away from her, you know? And, um, that's what I like, like, that's what I love even doing with my team members too. It's like, like pushing them to a point where they thought there was, there was nothing else they could do. And then getting them over that point. And then all of a sudden, like you could see the pride you could see the enjoyment inside of them. You, no one can ever take that away from you. And the reason why I know how to do that with other people is I've done that for myself. Yeah. I pushed myself farther than I ever thought I could. And then, and then like that pride and enjoyment, uh, excitement and all of those things, all of those great feelings has stabilized that even when we, when, when, things don't go our way now. I'm like, cause I know what's possible and I know we got to work through it and there's always going to be peaks and valleys. So we got to work even harder through that valley to get to that peak, next peak. Yeah. But you know, the peak is there. Yeah. I know it's there. It's going to come, especially if we stay and we press on all the things that we know we need to press on um, and continue to repeat the successful actions that have gotten us to where we're at. It's going to be there. It'll be there. Awesome. I don't, I don't know when it's going to come, but I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to stay persistent until it does come. Yeah. It's like hiking. You know, you keep, you're going through the trees. You can't see anything. You're like, where the heck is the top of this thing? I just, you know, you're slogging along and all of a sudden, oh, there's the view. You're like, oh my God, here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't agree more with you. Awesome. Awesome. So Oliver, I mean, our time is flying by. Is there anything that you want to touch on? Is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that we just haven't touched on? No, we talked about real estate. We talked about business. Um, we talked about, you know, being scared. I mean, like I've been, I remember being just, just petrified, even doing these properties down the street here. So scared. I mean, you know, the one thing that got me through that was I listened to this uh, Les Brown video and he was always fail forward, fail forward. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. Like those little things like that. I'd be saying that stuff to myself because I was doing it. I was like doing it by myself. And I was like, I'd be walking to the, the, the permitting office and the person would be like, fail, 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 fail. <laughs> it's the past. And I'd be like, instead of like being, oh man, I, I, this is horrible. I would be like, at least I got one. Now we got to get the next four or five. And then just like continuing to get better. You know, like that's like, that is the, that is who, who I am. I've just continued to take action and get better and get better and get better and get better and, and try not to make the same mistakes twice. Like 
there, it, it, it's mistakes are going to happen. It's a part of the game. And, and you can't focus on the mistake. You got to continue to focus on where you're going. I mean, you know, another, another person had told me that like, um, if you think you're going to get to the, the big targets that you have, and you don't think you're going to bleed a little bit. And what I think about that is like, like, you're not going to spend a little bit of money. You're not going to hit the target. Like, like there's going to be a little bit of bleeding, but like, I got to get to this target. And then once we get to that, we can patch that hole. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, exactly. That I've, I've used that mindset to just keep, keep growing and not get hung up over like, Oh, there's a, something wasted over there. And I used to, this, that used to eat me alive. I remember like our, one of our, our, our jobs when we first started, and we were so, we were like literally walking a tightrope with like 500 pounds on each side. And um, <laughs> we had bought this, like we had bought this tool to, uh, it was like a, um, like a, like a, a tool to uh, attach things that you can, you can lift them with a machine. We bought this tool, it was like $5,000. And it was like literally like the last $5,000 we had. And <laughs> And the guys had it on the back of the truck and lost it in the dirt. And I was like, so devastated. I was like, no, what, what, how does that happen? It didn't even make any sense to me. Um, but my focus, it, that almost derailed the whole company because my, all of my focus went to that instead of like, how do we, solve, how do we get another one? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is how do you get another one to get that thing installed so that we can get paid? Um, and, and that's what I, I see a lot of young entrepreneurs, young real estate investors, pe um, people that are, uh, you know, even some people that have been in business a long time, they focus their energy on the wrong thing, the failures, instead of focusing on keeping that focus on where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. You're absolutely right. You could have just ended up in the dirt with that machine, right? <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad I didn't. Uh, I mean, I remember I was just devastated. I was like, how does that happen? You know, like, you know, like when you're like mad at yourself and you're just like, what, why, why, the how, like, there was no answer. And sometimes there isn't going to be an answer, but you got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, that's when like law of attraction comes in. Cause you had this fear of spending your last $500, wasting your last $5,000. And there you did. You just wasted it. Like crap. Why did I think about that? <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, a lot, another thing too, it's like, you know, I think back about that, that process that I was going through at that time. Because like now we're doing, we do jobs in, in, in Texas. We do jobs in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, all these areas. I'm here in Washington, D.C. I was so frustrated because I couldn't control that one thing. But like, there's no way for me to control that, all of those things that we're doing now in all those different areas, right? right. Um, the only thing that I can control is how I show up, how, how me being the pillar, the rock, the anchor for, for all of the, all of the team members that we have that are working at all and all, all and, and then teaching other team members to be the pillar and be the rock for, for those team members that are, that are, that are spread across the United States. And then, and then increase our communication and be able to even communicate and do all that stuff. Cause you, you know, it's easy to like point and do things like when you're, when you're locally with somebody, but like, I have some of these people, um, We've, I've never even met. I've never, we're still executing at a high level. We're still making money in, in, in areas that we've never, ever been in. And the only way you can do that is by increasing your communication. Awesome. Awesome. So if someone were thinking today, well, wow, I want to do what Oliver did. 
Like what do you, like, what's like the first thing you recommend that they do, or what's like one tip that somebody could implement today that would at least get them moving in the right direction. Be passionate about whatever you're doing. I remember when we first started, um, and I was, you know, it was like 21, 22, 23 years old. Like what are people at 21, 22, 23 years old? They're going to the boozy brunches. I've never been to a boozy brunch. Like, um, what are they doing? They're hanging out with their friend. They're, you know, doing all those things. I'm telling you, I used to go to Home Depot and look at all the tools and all, and and I used to like to do that, like hang out with my friends though. But like, I got so passionate about real estate. I got so passionate about construction that it totally consumed. And now look what we're doing, you know? So I would go to Home Depot and I would look at all the tools and get an understanding because I didn't have, I didn't have, even though my dad was in construction, he, he wasn't know all of the tools and that stuff. So like, there was no way for him to even like groom me in that, in that way. Right. So like, I, I was so passionate about it and one not my understanding about it that I went and, 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 and used to go study that stuff like Saturday nights, early mornings, whatever it took. And um, so it's like, be passionate. I don't care what you're doing. You have to be passionate about it. Um, even if it's even if it's washing dishes, right? You have to be all in. I remember we just went to a place um, in, when I was in Maine, and I didn't even make the recommendation. Another friend of mine made the recommendation. We were there, and I'm like, oh my god! I used to work here 20 years ago washing dishes in the back, <laughs> but I was I was like whatever it took, and like even in that job, I, I showed up, I did everything I want, I said I was going to do for those people. And then that didn't create a limiting belief that someone else wasn't going to show up for me. So that's why you have to be all in in anything you do. And, and your opportunity will come if you are a person that's strong enough to be all in. And, and like the opportunity has presented itself to me when I met that neighbor in the alley. The opportunity presented itself to me when I met my mentor. And he didn't even want to work with me in the mo- in, at that point in time. He didn't even want to work with me. He was already working with somebody else. But I, I knew he was the guy. So I did everything he told me to do. And I stayed on top of him. Like it was, I just called him and, and he didn't even answer my calls. He answers <laughs> my calls now because I put so much money in his pocket, but he didn't even answer my calls in the beginning because I would call him so much, but I was willing to do whatever it took to get his attention so that he could help me get in front of these people and, and really, and, and blow up this business. And the only way you can do that is being all in and being passionate about the game. Because if you're not passionate, you wouldn't have, have called him all those times and, and stayed in front of him and, and did everything that he told you to do so that he had confidence in me to, to, to put, to put backing behind, it, you know? Yeah. But that's part of it. Like putting the hard work in first and like, you know, if you do all this foundation and you really like you bust your ass for a while, in the beginning, then it does, it creates some momentum so that the rest of your life is not like that. You're not pushing the rope uphill for your entire life, which so many people do. Right. And if you get around the right person, they'll recognize that. I, I invested with one of my good friends from back home, right? He, he's, he's running a foreign company for us. You, I, I, we had been in contact for like, you know, after, after school and I, every job he was at, everybody always loved him. I, I remember the stories and telling me and everybody always loved him. He was a great team builder. And he was always like, like almost like to a point where it was like, he was like me where he's like, he was just all in. He would know all of the numbers. He would remember all the subcontractors. He would know, know every little detail. And 
the opportunity came where that, that business owner that was owning the business that he was working for wanted to retire. And he came to me and said, Hey, are you willing to invest? And I invested in him yeah. and we've now taken that business the most it had ever done in 30 years, $5 million. Now we're on track to, to do $12 million. And last year we did eight. And wow. it's like, you, the only reason I was willing to invest in him is because I saw that he was all in. So that's why it's like, I say you have to be all in because you don't know who's looking. Right. You don't know who's watching what you're doing. And if you're not all in, you might miss your opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, Oliver, a lot of times when I talk to people, they have like a book or a course or something like that. I mean, is it appropriate for people to like reach out to you and work with you? I guess you'd want investors, right? You'd want people yeah. who want to work with you. Yeah, in if you're way. interested in investing in the stuff that we're, we're, we're investing in, and that's construction businesses and real estate, you can connect with me at www.investwitholiver.com and we can, we can go deeper there. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all this today. I love your energy. I love talking with you. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. You're excited. I'm really excited to be here. I really enjoyed speaking with you as well. Um, and, you know, never give up. That's it. That's it. Awesome. And thank you, listener, for listening. I know you've got a choice of about 2 million podcasts. And I'm psyched that you're here today listening to Oliver and I chat and, you know, get excited about real estate. Um, and I know there's someone you know who would like to hear this hear Oliver's energy, like get psyched and inspired by Oliver. So just share this with him, with that person, with him, her, the five, 10 people, you know, who need to hear this about passion and about following your bliss and have a fantastic week.